This podcast is supported by Costa Plumbing. Do you have a leaky faucet and live in Florida? Did your grandparents retire to Florida and their tub is overflowing? Well, you gotta get Costa Plumbing in there and get those pipes perfect again. Servicing all of Florida, go to costaplumbingfl.com or on Instagram at Costa Plumbing. That's C-O-S-T-A. Arthur, and you are listening to the Career Expo podcast, where each week I interview someone of a different career and industry. Have you ever wanted to become famous? Ever wonder how a product brand gets its image? Do you think a presidential candidate's color of clothing affects how people vote? This week, our guest is a publicist. She lived in New York City for seven years in a room without a window. She ran five half marathons in five different states, and she loves vodka shots. Please welcome to the podcast, Megan Jean Kathman. Meg, doll, how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. Nice to talk all things PR. Yeah, I'm excited. We got your fun facts from our wonderful friend, Brittany Wood. Oh my gosh, yeah. That is, you know, five marathons, or half marathons, I should say, not a full marathon. Wow, five okay. half marathons, five different states. Now, Megan, should I be saying the future um, Megan Switzenberg? Are we changing our last name or no? Yeah, I think I'll switch it. Um, Although I have been going back and forth. I feel like a lot of people, whether it's journalists, reporters, clients, know me as Megan Kathman. So I may just keep it Megan Kathman, but yeah, I'll decide come October. Lovely. In October, um, Megan will be marrying a a, a previous podcast guest Preston who was here for medical in the medical device industry um, and they are getting married which is really exciting so Megan why don't you just start off by telling us where you grew up and how you got involved with public relations yeah so I grew up in a town called Maplewood Minnesota which is probably I don't know 15 minutes from the Twin Cities which um, for anyone not listening from Minnesota the Twin Cities are St. Paul in Minneapolis. Um, So they call those the Twin Cities, about 20 minutes from there. Went to high school in that area um, and then ended up going to college at Winona State University, which is about two hours from, you know, said Twin Cities area, where I graduated with a degree in mass communications with an emphasis in public relations and then a minor in communications. Uh, When I first went to WSU, I had no idea that PR was the path that I would take. I was dead set on being like a business administration major. Um, Math has never been a strong suit of mine. Um, So shortly after a couple of math and statistics economic classes, I, uh, you know, went searching for another career path to take. And it was actually my dad that recommended me to kind of look and determine what PR is. Um, and so I met with like a career guidance counselor and I was like, my dad is telling me to look into what PR is. I don't know what it is. What can you tell me about it? Um, and from there I decided to switch my major and got enrolled in a couple of PR courses and loved it. Um, and I was very involved, I would say in PR at the university. I think I had three different internships during the course of college, you know, anywhere from St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to uh, a division of the Mayo 
the Mayo Clinic, uh, which Preston, I know on his podcast earlier mentioned that he had worked there, um, which, I mean, it's a world-renowned hospital. Um, and I had a third internship somewhere. Oh, the state of Minnesota. Um, so a lot of that. And then I uh, headed up the, that might not be the right wording, um, I was the president of the Public Relations Society of America WSU chapter. So I was in charge of, you know, doing that. So very, very focused once I figured out that PR was the path that I wanted to take. Megan Winona State, you are educated up. That was a full resume. That was really long-winded. I was not expecting to... Wow. No, that was great. As I'm saying this, Megan is taking a drink of water. She's winded from a lot. It was lovely. Oh. I... <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, Megan, doll, can you tell us, I guess, uh, where you currently work, maybe how you got to this um, mm-hmm. firm you're at now and what your official title is? Yep. So right now I am an account director at Skya. Uh, Skya is, has actually been the only place that I've worked post-graduation um, so after graduation from WSU, where I just chatted about for 15 minutes, um, they're getting free PR out of this, um, is I uh, worked at, a, I, I, well, let me take a pause. I, I started at Skya out of our Minneapolis office, worked there for a year. Um, it was great. And then we have an office in New York City. Um, and my boss, um, at the time and still current boss, uh, asked if I wanted to move to New York to, you know, test out the waters there. She saw potential in myself. Um, and my dad was basically like, your car is about to break down and you don't have a boyfriend. You should just go do it. Um, and I was really, really scared and I did and I loved it. So, um, yeah, I spent, I know you kind of talked about it briefly, but you know, seven and a half years in New York, and then at the onset of or beginning of COVID, moved back um, to our Minneapolis office. Folks, it's not Emily in Paris, it's Megan in New York City is the story. So we're at this uh, PR firm in uh, Minnesota, and uh, you come to New York City, you're going wild, having the time of your life, and you go back to uh, Minnesota where you are now. Lovely. I have the full story. So, Megan, for me and the listeners, can you break down um, for me kind of what public relations is? I know I went to school for marketing and then there's advertising. So in relation to marketing, advertising, what is public relations? Yeah, I would say public relations fits in, you know, it's part of the, I'd say, Marcom, marketing communications. It's just another sector, right? Um, and so public relations is, you know, anything internal, external, outfacing communications, um, about whether it's a company, et cetera. So, I mean, that there's a couple of different things. I would say one area where, uh, I focus a lot in is media relations, um, which basically is, you know, telling of a company's story or executives, et cetera, to the public, whether that be, you know, an investor audience of a media outlet, etc. And then along that, I mean, the communications part of it is any events, awards, speaking ops, opportunities, um, etc. Okay, so say, you know, I have, I don't know, maybe like an online business or something, or something that I want to get out to the public, and I am the business owner, 
and I come to you at Skya, what do I do? Do I just say, hey, how do you make my business famous? What is the process for that? Yeah, so I mean, we'd start, I mean, depending on, there's different agencies that focus on different things. So like right now, our agency, and I would say probably for the past five plus years, is, is really honed in in focusing on um, transportation, mobility, automotive, right? Uh, so depending on what sort of thing or product, et cetera, that you might have, you might, you're probably looking to go into a, a PR agency that might be specialized in that particular core competency. Their first thing they're probably going to do is you're probably going to talk about messaging, you know, a deep dive. What's your product? What does it do? Tell me the mess. You know, you're going to make up or not make up. You're going to develop messaging, um, you know, together. And then from there, determine, you know, is it a product launch? Do you want to do influencers stuff? You know, influencers, is it, you know, really figure out what your goals are. And then from there, you know, the PR program is sort of built. Um, I would say in the case, in our case, you know, a lot of clients are coming to us with news. They've, they've reached a new milestone. They have this, or they're looking for, you know, continuing executive thought leadership, whether it's on, you know, supply chain, logistics, um, autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles, etc. Trains, planes, and automobiles, uh, with, that's their jam folks. So are you at all? responsible or influence maybe say a Ford ad at the Super Bowl and how it's sort of geared these you know these huge trucks are geared towards a certain lifestyle was that would that be under public relations or is that something else oh that's a good question um I would say so the best way actually I guess to describe PR would be so advertising is paid right PR is any unpaid media impressions right so you can't in PR, you can't really pay for anything, right? Sure, there's certain things like an advertorial, which basically means it's written like a, like a news article, but someone's probably paying for it. And most of the time, I mean, you've probably seen these on BuzzFeed or your favorite news site. It might say sponsored by, um, but PR is definitely unpaid media impressions. So what we're doing is we're, we're influencing or focusing um, and you know, sharing our clients' news, stories, uh, et cetera, with the public. Wow. F- free advertising is what I'm hearing. So, yeah. f- <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Kind of. So, like, for example, say, you know, back in the day, there was this kind of joke and a thing about being on, like, page six. Like, that was how a lot of uh, people would, like, get uh, famous, like Paris Hilton, you know, she was always known for being on yeah. page six. Things like that, is that PR where you are helping somebody or a product kind of get their name into a publication or on the news or on a blog? Are you the middleman? Like, is that how, is that a great example or or something different? Yeah, Yeah, I would say that's exactly it. Uh, One of the clients I worked for was a motorcycle, like, manufacturer, right? Or, you know, a part of a larger company and one of their sub-brands was, is a motorcycle company. And so, you know, when they were launching a new motorcycle or doing anything, it was like myself working with, let's say, Men's Journal or Maxim or whoever to, you know, here's a, here's the motorcycle company, here's a little bit about them, here's why we're better than the others, you know, what do you think, whether that's, hey, can I get you a motorcycle to test and ride for a little bit, you know, and then, again, just influencing them to put our product or said company's client or said client's product into the consideration set, and, you know, from there, 
that particular motorcycle that I'm talking about was on the cover of Men's Journal. It had won like a Gear of the Year award, as well as on the cover of Auto Week, which is kind of a, a cool thing just because, I mean, Auto Week, it's, you know, typically there's traditional automobiles on there. So to have a motorcycle on the cover of an auto magazine was a pretty big deal. Wow. She knows about cars, folks. I mean, she really does. Now, just Megan, a <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but say, for example, you have a product or a service or a person even going on to a talk show like a Good Morning America or where you see something in the newspaper or somebody maybe even hosts SNL. I don't know. Are you saying that PR, you mentioned it's all unpaid. So when these do these things, is it kind of just like that talk show gets a guest and then that guest gets free promotion is that how this is all working do you know the answer to those types of things i'm not as well versed in you know sort of individual personnel like let's say like a a b c d e f list celebrity um so that i'm not able to answer just because i don't know i would say most of the time you know for any sort of celebrity to do anything there's going to be a dollar amount around it that said if it's like good morning america or the tonight show with jimmy fallon they're usually on there for a very specific reason, you know, promoting a new movie. Uh, and that's usually just part of their deal with the, um, their contract, if you will, or, okay, got it. Got it. But, but if you're watching like a top tier business broadcast, whether it's like a CNBC or a Bloomberg or Fox news, the guests that they have on there are all, uh, pitched, you know, talking about if it's like an executive seat, like a, you know, say a company is reporting earnings and they're going to talk about how well that company did that quarter. That is all PR. Mm. So they are. And, and it works both ways, right? Sometimes we're pitching, you know, hey, our client XYZ is reporting earnings. Will you have us on? Let's recap what we did this quarter, some of our milestones, you know, what maybe some of our challenges are, et cetera. And then sometimes it's the, you know, booking producer coming to us saying, hey, can we put this person on as a guest? Wow, that's fascinating because I guess in my mind, I didn't realize that this was all unpaid. And now I know. Okay, so if I am back to trains, planes, and automobiles, say, for example, I'm a car company, we go to Skya PR with you, and we figure out our image. Is it a team of people? Is it you? Who do you report to? How do we figure out this image, as you were saying, to or a story to tell to the public of my company? Is it a group of people that are sitting around a table? What's the deal? Yeah, so yep. So we usually have, like, you. I mean, most accounts that we have at the agency are built of probably a team of anywhere from four or five or six folks. You know, we have biweekly calls. We're talking with the client. I mean, every, I mean, multiple times a day, any, you know, email, phone, text, WhatsApp. Uh, and, you know, what we're doing is from there, you know, they're reading us in on, you know, what they might be hearing from the engineering teams or product and development and just say, Hey, you know, this, this is happening. What do you think? And then from there, you know, our team usually brainstorms and comes back, you know, with a list of questions or, you know, Hey, we think with this news, we could do this. It also is a lot of clients coming to us being like, Hey, we really think this about our technology is different. We're not sure how to get that message out there into the public. So what would you do? Mm. And then at that point, then we go, you know, as a team and brainstorm and put together a plan, you know, whether it's hosting an event, um, you know, what sort of story tell, story angles we want to tell, etc. So do you also deal with crisis management, say 
so-and-so's company's factory blew up and they're worried about their image now? Do you help them relate to the public that everything's okay? Is that in your job as well? Yep. So we do a lot of crisis for our clients, um, you know, of course, due to, you know, everything. I can't really talk too much about it, but uh, we do a lot of crisis communications as well. Oh, juicy, juicy. So you have all these different clients and... How do you stay organized? This is a question from a listener. How do you stay organized with all your clients? And then I want to know, like, are you putting them in different categories or even priorities based on, I don't know, different things of urgency when something's being launched? How do you stay organized? How do I stay organized? Um, Well, I wish I could say I have, like, a really nice, clean, neat to-do list. I don't. Um, What I do is I have, so I don't know if you're familiar with Slack. So we have a Slack, which is basically like an instant message thing. I have a private Slack channel where if anything comes into my head, which it usually does randomly, I'll Slack myself and I just kind of go back to that to-do list and scroll and delete messages as I'm sort of completing things. I do a lot of calendar reminders, uh, a lot of calendar reminders, a lot of just random post-it notes. Um, I Yeah, there, there really is no method to the madness. And I'm just thankful that, you know, to date, I really haven't forgotten anything. Um, you know, I do create larger to-do lists. And, you know, part of my job as an account director is making sure that the team is organized. So I do a lot of, you know, recapping the account as a whole, which, you know, kind of keeps me on top of my, my to-do list. And then in terms of prioritizing, you know, what ha- needs to happen for what client, that's, it can be difficult sometimes. I would say, you know, if we're launching a new product or doing anything, it's not like we're going to find out just the day before. You know, some sometimes it's been a year lead up to launch a product. Sometimes it's been a couple months, uh, you know, and we have set lead time that we ask for for the client, you know, in order to determine that there's going to be, you know, top coverage, et cetera, and what you want. I know like this morning I got read in on something that's happening on Thursday. So I'll be spending the rest of the afternoon working on putting together a plan for that, um, which isn't out of the ordinary. So I'll just have to push aside other things until tomorrow. Post-it notes, sending your self messages on Slack. I love this. Do they still have the, um, the party parrot on Slack, the little emoji. <laughs> Megan's looking at me like I'm crazy right now. No, we. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's this. I, I know because I know you can send each other like emojis and silly things as well and pictures. Um, but so you, I'm very intrigued. You Slack yourself messages like that. Actually, is a really good I idea. Messages and then on top of that madness, I have like private Slack channels too, um, including one called Wedding. Um, so. As I'm planning or th- seeing things, I just kind of throw it into there. Ah, wedding. Yeah. Private Slack channels. Love it, love it, love it. Now, a question from a listener. If you could choose a dream client to do PR for, who would it be? Honestly, I have a weird fascination with lawnmowers. Um, I'm allergic to grass, like highly allergic to grass. Um, but for some reason, I just think it would be really cool to have like a client that makes a lawnmower. I mean, I feel like there's a lot that you could do with it, like a regular lawnmower, electric lawnmower, autonomous lawnmower. I don't know what my fascination is, but I just, I really would love, you know, tips for keeping your um, your grass clean or how to do that. Like there's just like, I just, that's what I, I want a lawn mowing client. John Deere, are y'all out there? We got yeah, like a John Deere or just anything. Yeah, I really like that. Or an electric boat, I think would be kind of cool. Electric boat. 
electric boat because you are in the process of buying a home and looking for homes. So that sounds like something that you, you know, because in New York, I mean, exactly. we don't really have to mow our lawn, but then I'll have to tell them I have to test your product. Right. Um, yeah, I like that. I love that. Okay. So another question from a listener. How do you turn down clients you can't represent? And what are the some reasons for turning down a client, if you can say? Um, yeah, so a lot of the times, I mean, I guess that comes, I mean, a lot of the times that we would turn down a client would be, you know, we're at capacity, we're not going to take on any more work at the moment. You know, we don't work, I mean, we do some project work, but the majority of our work is retainer based. So you're paying, I guess, like the way I should say that PR is structured is said company is paying X amount for their monthly services, right? It's, and, and sometimes, yes, there's like, hey, we're launching a product. Can you help us? And we'll do that. So most of the time we don't take on new clients if, you know, we don't have the capacity. Um, we also like to take on clients that fit within sort of, you know, what we're doing. For example, we wouldn't take on like a beauty brand probably right now since we're focused all in on transportation and automotive, etc. cetera. Um, that said, there are exceptions. Uh, and then reasons for kind of, you know, not working with a client would be, you know, kind of doesn't fit within our wheelhouse, isn't going to be kind of probably super easy to work with. Um, sometimes it's incredible. I mean, and we do work with clients that don't have a set marketing team and it may be just one person, but sometimes those are uh, more difficult clients to work with since they just don't have like the resources, you know, to put behind it. John Deere, you are allowed though. We will make an exception for you because we're in the lawn mowing sector with Meg. I love lawn um Megan who's the biggest client you've ever had oh the biggest client so I mean we work with and honestly I was just going through one of our biz dev decks um today I think I mean I think we have more than 15 publicly traded clients so we have a lot of big companies uh I would say in terms of biggest client or most well known I would probably have to say Indian Motorcycle um, or Polaris, uh, which makes, you know, power sport vehicles, off-road, um, off-road vehicles, boats, etc. Do you have any funny stories that you're allowed to share with us? Maybe a client, yourself with PR, anything wild? Yeah, I have a lot of wild stories. <laughs> um, one of my favorites is, um, a colleague of mine and I were, so going back to Indian Motorcycle, one of their brand ambassadors was Mark Wahlberg. Um, and so we got to do a lot of work, you know, supporting him as the brand ambassador. And my favorite story is we were on, on an army base, I think it was in New Orleans. And uh, so we had visitors from the base, you know, standing around and it was our jobs to take their, basically take his photo with, you know, the folks that were waiting in line. And my colleague and friend and I weren't paying attention and Mark, Mark Wahlberg basically was like, um, hi guys, like, are you going to pay attention here? Um, and just kind of like clapped his hands. And so I thought that was funny and always makes me laugh. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I got yelled at by Mark Wahlberg, I guess you could say. Sexy, sexy guy on an army base <laughs> doing the motorcycle thing. Um, let's see. I don't Megan, what is a, um, a common misconception that people may have about the publicity world? I think one of the biggest ones that you've actually helped me understand is 
that you said public relations is all unpaid as opposed to advertising, which is paid. And I know, you know, even like with um, Mad Men, we have this idea back in the day, everyone's sitting around rich, drinking. Um, in your world, is there something that people might think of that you think, no, it's actually not like that? No, I mean, yes, I think the biggest one is just the unpaid versus paid. I mean, right, like if, so we represent like an electric bike company and we can't pay anyone to like write a favorable review or, you know, we can bring them the bike and give them, you know, do a personalized drop off and have them talk to, you know, the design engineer, whoever made the bike, etc. But we can't control what they're saying. You know, mm-hmm. there's a point where we could, if something's factually inaccurate, we can ask for it to be changed. But um, we can't, you know, we, we can only control the message so much. It's up to the journalists, you know, exactly what they're going to write, which then kind of goes more into, we won't have time to kind of get into it, but you know, strategy, you know, it's my job or, you know, the job of the team to determine which reporters we want to go out to. What do we want to say? We know that this person might not feel very strongly about autonomous vehicles or electric. So we're probably not going to go with them, go to them to tell that particular story. Um, you know, of something. Wow. So, uh, we, as you said, we can't control what they are writing and we can't pay anybody to do that. It's really just the truth. And you're kind of facilitators in a way. Yeah. 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 Just getting, getting the stories out there, pushing certain narratives. It, It becomes, it, it, I mean, with certain clients and different initiatives and different things they're pushing, it can sometimes become, you know, a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's also, it's just story mining, right? Determining what companies from the stories that we want to pull out, you know, companies are doing amazing things, but which ones do we think are, you know, the most pressworthy or do we want to get the most attention around? And then also, you know, part of our job is, you know, tuning into what sort of, tra- like, what are people talking about? So like right now supply chain is very big as is, uh, we have a client that does cyber, you know, so if there's a cyber attack, you know, what, how can consumers protect themselves? How can businesses protect themselves? So I know that that team's going out on a regular basis as a source on call to talk about that. Um, so it's just kind of, it's always on. PR is always on. Megan reporting on the ground <laughs> straight yeah. from the source. All right. One of my last questions, uh, what are your uh, maybe professional goals this year and maybe personal goals? I know you're getting married. What are some goals this year? Um, some professional goals would be just to continue to develop relationships with different media outlets. I would say over the past, I don't know, couple of years, I've, you know, kind of add a new outlet to my repository of go-to journalists. I know, um, a couple of journalists that I work with, you know, there's different, I mean, journalists, some journalists get like 700 pitches a day, um, which is just insane. So again, you have to kind of make sure your message is, cutting through the clutter you're able to get through their inbox um and I was actually proud a a journalist had came to me and said I I flagged your your name and put it into my to read email list so I'm now like filtered into a a folder so I know every email that I send is getting read which which was nice to hear um so just wanting to develop more of those relationships um with outlets maybe or broadcast stations that we haven't quite yet worked with as much of um it, so that would be a professional goal as well as just, you know, bringing new business to the agency. I think it's really exciting. I love the job. Um, and so I want to be able to do that for more clients that are doing super cool stuff. Um, personal goals. Yeah. Um, find a house, um, have a great wedding, uh, 
Yeah, I'll just start with those too. <laughs> Megan hanging with the big dogs on the good email chains. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, Megan from Skya PR, um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on the internet. Oh, what would be the best? I think my Twitter handle. Um, I like to tweet some things about work, some things not about work. Megan is so funny on Twitter. I will say, <laughs> if the, <laughs> I, you're, I even, I, uh, what's my handle? Oh, Meg Meg K. Yeah, I would say Meg <laughs> Meg K on Twitter probably the easiest. Oh well, thank you once again so much, Megan. Well, thank you for listening, folks. I'm your host, Keith Arthur, and this has been Career Expo, what you've always wanted to know. We'll see you next time for a new industry and a new career. Bye.